How many assholes we got on this ship, anyhow? Yo! I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. Keep firing, assholes! Welcome to another super exciting episode of Critical Thinking Podcast. I'm your host, Rick the Rizzo, along with my co-host, The Mig One. And this is a critical look at all things TV, movies, gaming, upcoming creators, and whatever the hell we free like talking about. So buckle up and grab the old poop bar and enjoy the ride. Did you just say poop? Welcome to another exciting retro rewind of Critical Think. Wait a minute, that's fucked up, Rick. <laughs> I ain't say shit. You know what I'm talking. I don't know what to say. I've never done the retro intro. That's been you. Yeah, you know, always just says, "Well, this is a retro rewind," and we just go on about it. But you can do, we can do can, like can, a normal can I, episode. Can I get some? Can I get some? Can I get some inspiration? Can I get some love? Something. Welcome to another episode. This is going to be a retro rewind for all you listeners out there. Hooray! Now let's get into it, fuckers. See, he did it. Wolfman Jack. Oh! <laughs> ha In case you didn't know, that was a sexy yell from the Tulsa. As he calls himself Eric. Fair enough. Normal. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a retro rewind of the movie Spaceballs. Spaceballs? There goes the neighborhood. There goes the planet. Oh, no, he... That's right. That's the Damn, you even got your shit right. You're, you're out. Cut this motherfucker hey, off. <laughs> hey, hey, I watched it. I watched it. I rewatched it. And then I realized each time I watched it, like, eventually it just hovered into background noise and I got caught up doing other things. And then you were going, hello, my lady. Hello, my darling. <laughs> I'll have the soup. <laughs> Check, please. <laughs> uh Matter of fact, that's exactly how we're going to end this podcast. Check, please. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, before we start to retro, my man Eric here wanted to ask how everybody was doing. How was your moral day weekend, Mr. Lopez, Mr. E. Lopez, first? I was like, wait a minute, there's two Lopez's, man. you got to specify. Well, y'all both big, so we can say there's four Lopez's here. He said E. Lopez. You Shut got, the fuck up. You got, e. uh, you, got, you got me, you got E, and then you got, you know, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> That is. I couldn't. I couldn't think of a. I couldn't think. I couldn't think of a. It didn't sound good to be like, and we got R, because it doesn't sound like. What is he a fucking pirate? <laughs> R. He's having we a stroke. <laughs> it's the Rizzo with the Fajizzo Uber driver. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are y'all still employed by Uber? <laughs> yeah, what's up, man? That's low blow, bro. That's hitting below the. That's hitting below the uh, the platinum cover. We still, we we still, we still hired. Just, didn't, they, didn't they have some like some 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 uh, what are the some uh, employment cuts? No, 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 man. They they put us on freeze. So when we come back, we still have our status we're at. So when we start Ubering again, you know, we we good. Yeah. So you still have your status, and that's what it's all about, huh? Welcome to Trump's America. <laughs> we are platinum. Uh, all right. So yeah, how was everybody's weekend? Well, we asked how was yours first. Yeah, you the first one up, El. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, we got off topic there. Oh, it was uh, it was my son's birthday this uh, this uh, this weekend. Well, yesterday. Is this the one you know uh, about? 
How what? Huh? Is this the son you know about? Or is this the one you yeah. don't know about? This is the one that I know about. Okay, all right. We had to confirm. <laughs> so we uh, we uh, did some stuff. You know, took him fishing. You know, took him to the took him to the lake over the weekend. Uh, then spent all day yesterday just buying random random uh, stuff. Got his uh, asked him what he wanted to eat for his birthday. He's like, I want bratwurst for dinner. I was like, What do you want for lunch? Red Robin. So we went and did that. Drove around. Drove around for quite some time to uh, to neighboring WalMarts to find new to find a new bike for for the boy. Got to tell you, bikes are hard to come by. Bikes are pretty much all gone at every Walmart. Yeah, I've got I've got friends at every Walmart within like let's see here four cities or five no six cities in the area, and I called each and every one of them and finally got a hold of one. Uh, of a bike out here, out here in Katusa, which is like, bless you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> this is my son, a sneeze. That's another retro. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <Achoo. laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it ended up going from like the heart of Bixby all the way to Katusa to, to get a bike for the boy. So that was, uh, that was fun. Damn, that sounded like think, a country song. I didn't think, uh, I didn't think my, I didn't think my truck was going to make it. Because uh, I don't know how it's making it now. <laughs> duct tape and a prayer. Uh, d- the duct tape is wearing off, and I'm relying solely on prayer. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Dear Satan, please help my truck continue to run. <laughs> All right, how was your weekend, Miguel? Well, my weekend was, you know, typical Memorial Day. I Rain, work, bullshit. Finally got the lawnmower to work after we, we you know... Took it apart, put it back together again, had some extra screws, undid it again, put the screws back in there, and then realized we lost some screws. Like like I was telling your dad, how the fuck you go from having extra screws to losing the screws? <laughs> Ikea. Yeah. <laughs> how come you can't never keep a lawnmower working? What are you trying to say, bro? <laughs> That's all I ever hear from you about lawnmowers. Hey, grandpa did, engine, did, uh, did small engine repair, and you can't, and you can't, get, a, and you can't get a freaking uh, lawnmower working? What's wrong with you? Hey, I got it working. Shame, man. Shame. I got it working with a lot of curse words, some oil grease, and some piss, but I got the bitch working. <laughs> <laughs> Sweat and blood, huh? Sweat and blood. Sweat, blood, urine, and semen. I got that some bitch working. <laughs> I, had to, I had to clean out the carburetor. I have no idea what the semen has to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, I was. it was a some bitch, but I got it working, but my daughter realizing, shit, dad don't know what the fuck he's doing, so she went out and bought another lawnmower. Well, she was smart. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. She went to... Went to uh, TSC, you know, Tractor Supply Company. Yeah, yeah, we have those up here. She bought a four hundred dollar lawnmower. Okay, never mind. Uh... <laughs> Damn. <laughs> nope. This bitch, this lawnmower right here, this bitch and lawnmower got four wheel drive, all terrain, stop and go, whatever, push and go. The bitch light a cigarette for if you need it. <laughs> Did it rolls on its own. It rolls on. It can roll on its own if they wanted to. It's crazy as shit. But all four wheels move, not just the two in the front and two in the back. It's. It looks like. A Harley of, of, of it's crazy, but it, it's a good mower. And it's, it's Braden was pushing it for a little bit, he didn't have to do nothing. Braden was like, I had to hold on. <laughs> Meanwhile, my ass out there, uh, come on, you fucking lawnmower, go. <laughs> you, oh, shit, you already touched it, man. <laughs> the words out of my mouth are, uh, hell no. And it was hot, it was damn hot. Yeah, it was, no, it wasn't hot, it was humid. Oh, god, yeah, it was, it was man. Humid. 
I had two different shirts I had to change. I had to change out of the first shirt, put on the second shirt. By the time I took it off, I could basically took a shower with it. Went into the shower, take a shower because I had to go someplace. And then took off my pants and my drawers and they were soaked too. And that, you know, that's a nasty feeling too when you start peeling layers off and shit. And all of a sudden your body starts feeling super cold. I didn't, I didn't realize your, I didn't, re, I didn't realize your vagina was that leaky. Oh, 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 oh. well, you know. Yeah, today, folks. <laughs> so yeah, that was my weekend. Yard work, honeydew lists, and uh, you know, taking it easy. You know, my boy took his test to to get his stuff done for his uh, college entrance exam stuff. So see how he did and. Hopefully, you don't have to take no remedial classes. <laughs> there you go. But uh, so, so you went from you went from uh, hardcore Mexican to to blue collar, blue collar white guy. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Now, my name is Michael Gardner. <laughs> Monday through Friday, I, I, I identify as Michael Gardner. Saturday and Sunday, I'm Jose de la Ropez, Antonio Juan de la Vega Garza. <laughs> You, you forget you forgot to put in yeah you know the Miguel part oh yeah that's oh, we we can't say that name <laughs> so, so Rick how was your weekend uh I was a taxi basically did you I get paid just, no damn well they they did buy some stuff for me but oh, yeah it's just so, stuff I need in the house did you uh, did you, uh, did you teach uh, teach my daughter how to drive while she's down there did no you she teach your niece anything no didn't teach her how to drive no she doesn't even want to get behind the wheel he told her how to yeah. throw some craps. Snake eyes, box cars, little Joe. You got a teacher. You got a teacher. Something besides being a smartass to her father. <laughs> I did get her. You know, I got her birthday gifts. I even got Aiden a birthday gift. Hooray. I even got you a gift. <laughs> uh, freaking, freaking girl. Cream uh, for the worst. I, 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 I sent the girl a, a a picture message of something that I'm pretty sure she wanted, and all I, all, all the response I got back was. Uh, Oof. <laughs> what the fuck yeah. does that mean anyway? I've heard that a lot lately. Oof. I don't even know anymore, man. I don't even know anymore. Don't know the kids these days. Everything is an uh, oof, an ah, an e, orc, ah, ah. I don't know. There's another retro. <laughs> <laughs> she said oof, and all I could think in my head was, no mamas. <laughs> no mamas way. Nice. Well, you can only, you only got yourself to blame for that one. No shit. How old is she now? Uh, what is she? She'll be what? Fourteen? Yeah. Uh, yeah, she'll be fourteen in July. Next I believe. Week, yeah. I think carry the one. Yeah, fourteen. This nigga said carry the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how that's how math works, right? Uh, and she's taller than the twins. I had to. I was counting on my toes, and then I realized, oh, I'm missing some toes. <laughs> so I, I'm not missing toes. I have them all. <laughs> you got extra toes. <laughs> Those are called corns. That one's surgically removed. Those are called corns, sir. <laughs> corns. You got it's corns. A, it's a callus, man. It's a callus. <laughs> not, not, it's not corn. It's callus. Put on some socks. Get you some Dr. Scholl's shoes, and you'll be good to go. Nah, I don't need the I don't need the beta shoes. <laughs> so, so, brother, other other than spoiling spoiling my kids, what else were you up to this weekend? Just working and. Not getting paid? Yeah, just that. I go back to work. I went back to work this week, so I'm back at work already. I'm sorry. I have. Then I'll be off next week. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing. I'm supposed to be doing that home training BS right now, and I got to tell you, not not unless they give me a work computer 
uh, to take home on uh, is what I'm gonna like. That's I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna use my own my own computer to do work stuff on. That's mine. Gotcha. You know what I mean. I know you got it all filled up with 1.25 gigawatts of terraporn. For some reason, <laughs> for some reason, from yeah, for some reason, my computer is being used as a work computer. And Miguel again, give me that evil, like, like the evil look. I didn't give you no evil look. I just said, well, it's, it's got to be used for other than porn. I don't use it for porn. I use it for editing of porn. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I thought he was coming into work and use his computer. It ends up using mine. You offered. You said it's a bigger screen. It's like Jesus. I guess it's all about size with Rick now. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. I'm just gonna. I'm sitting here shaking my head, and I realize, you know, y'all bitches can't see me. I'm just shaking my head. <laughs> <laughs> silently, silently nodding yes. I'm just shaking my head. Y'all can't see me, bro, bro, bro. Put down the cigarette weed. Put down Dude, the cigarette weed. This, this is a podcast, and y'all can't see me. I, I forgot what I was doing for a second. All right, John Cena. Like, all right, well, let's get on with this retro rewind of Spaceballs. Ah, uh, Spaceballs. He's got to keep us on track. Uh, all right, so when was the first time you saw Spaceballs? Holy shit. I don't even fucking know. <laughs> Seriously, when did I'm it come gonna, out? I'm going I'm to go ahead and say I was in single digits, and it was with it was with Pop. <laughs> I was in double digits. I'm pretty sure I wasn't supposed to watch it at that time either. Dude, I actually think I saw Spaceballs with you, Rick. I didn't watch it in the movie theater. I saw it at home. Yeah, I don't think I saw it in the movie theater either. No, I mean, I literally, I think I saw it with you after you'd already seen it. Because I'd never seen it before until you, I think you told me about it. Damn. that, that <laughs> I'm, I'm out of touch. You're out of touch. <laughs> uh, well, then, just letting you know, I think it was back in, what, 87. What was that? I said, we're really reliving the 80s if you're singing that song. <laughs> uh, anyways, the film estimated budget was $22.7 million when they made it. And it grossed that week. That was a lot of money. Yeah. And it grossed that week at $38.2 mil. Oh, so it made money. All right. It made money. Not a ton, but it was, it's a cult classic now, like a bunch of other 80s movies. And guess what it came under? It, it, broke, it, it broke a little bit above even. But now with the rewatchability, it's like made even more money. Oh, yeah. most definitely DVD and all that crap and stuff like that. Yeah, at, at the movie theater though. Not. At the movie theater, it came underneath Dragnet. Dragnet was number one. Yeah. Another movie we haven't yeah. seen. Are, are, are we ta- are we talking about like the uh, the 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 Dan Aykroyd and uh, Tom Hanks? Tom yes. Dragnet. Yeah. That was a good movie. And which is kind of which is a little, comes to a little point on this one here too. Uh, well, what do you, what Spaceballs was a parody of what show? What movies? Aliens. It's one. Uh, Star one Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. And Star Trek. Star Trek. Yeah. What else? Let's uh, see. Oh, the Bible. Oh no no nice no uh, <laughs> Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Two more. Oh, Jesus. No, he wasn't in there. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, Blazing Saddles. <laughs> Why is he going to be a parody of that one? That was a parody of another one. I don't know. 2001. Okay. Space Odyssey? Yeah. Okay, what was the other did, one? Did, did they have a Hal moment in there? I don't think they... I don't remember a Hal moment. It was the red button, the self-destruct button. Are you, 
Are you sure? But that yes. thing didn't talk. It did. Thank you for pushing the self-destruct button. Thank you for pressing the self-destruct button. This ship will self-destruct in three minutes. God damn it. And what was the other one, Rick? Uh, Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. Yogurt. Yogurt, the Tink Tinks and everything. Oh, God, that's right. <laughs> you would know that Tink Tink. Tink 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 Now, when... Now, we know this is a parody of all those. It's one of the funniest space adventures there was. There's so many good scenes in there that we will talk about in, in a little bit. But when it did get, like, to be made, you know, Mel Brooks, every movie he makes, he has to go talk to people where he's making fun of. He did pitch it to George Lucas to show, mm-hmm. hey, we're doing this. George Lucas loved, could not stop laughing reading the script. That's cool. That's really cool, actually. He loved it. The only thing he told him was... Because he saw it was mentioned in the in the script play about the whole merchandising. Yeah. Merchandising. He just says... I'm still, I'm still waiting for Spaceball 2, the search for more money. I was just thinking <laughs> about that one too. Uh, about the whole merchandising thing, he says your characters are going to look like mine, so he does, they, you can't make any uh, any merchant, any right any action figures for your characters. Mel Brooks said, no problem. So hence why you don't see any action figures of... Dude, wouldn't it be awesome to have a freaking he, dark helmet? He could have he could have at least followed through with the flamethrower. That's all I wanted. <laughs> I wanted Spaceballs the flamethrower. I don't care about anything else. Spaceballs the lunchbox. <laughs> Spaceballs the cereal. Spaceballs the <laughs> Spaceballs the vibrator. <laughs> and and let's not forget, before there was baby Yoda, there was baby yogurt. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Maybe yeah, yogurt. Wants me with you. <laughs> Maybe yogurt is ugly, though. <laughs> I was like, all right, now this is like at the first half of the movie. Let's say the no, this general, this any but the beginning. What is one of your favorite scenes? What's the cutoff? Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. That's a, that's a good start of like a beginning of movie. Yeah. Pizza yes. Hut. Do you know who was played by? Which one, Dom DeLuise? There you go. Dude, you can't. Oh, I'm about to do this. You can't not know who that was by the voice alone. <laughs> uh, Pizza the Hut was supposed to be oh, for Star oh, Wars. So supposed to be Jabba. Jabba the Hut. Uh, what was the Silver Gangster supposed to be, and who was that played by? I know you got to have that answer. Uh, Silver Gangster. Oh Jesus. Miguel's looking up the cast. I got to look that up. I don't even know who the hell that was. <laughs> Did you? He's the one. He's the one. No. He, yeah. No. He was the one who ate. Who ate pizza? <laughs> no. Pizza ate himself to death. <laughs> I don't remember. It doesn't even say who it was. What was the character's name? Well, anyways, um, so we go. We got Eric's favorite part. What's yours? He's still thinking. I'm actually oh, trying to think. You go ahead, man. Go ahead. Next factoid. Barf. Uh, Barf. Gotta miss that guy. <laughs> The whole the whole scene with Barf and Lone Star and how they are in that one, especially you know with the tail in the way, uh, John Candy, the ears moving like they, you know, like a dog's that everything's supposed to the, working right. So I got mine with the whole introduction with Lone Star and Barf. What about you? Eric stole my favorite part too. Was Pizza Hut? Pizza Hut, mm-hmm, because that was pretty cool. Because it was like that's kind of gross looking, but it's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> did y'all did y'all actually read the uh, the uh, the scrolling credits? Uh, yes, I did. 
kind of explains the movie, and then at the end it says, if you read this, you don't need to wear glasses. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot that. I was, wondering, I was wondering if anybody else caught that. All right. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, George Lucas, uh, everything I said with George Lucas, I already mentioned that part. And then, well. I think the funny thing was when they were opening up the can of Perrier, too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that, Mel Brooks is the president. Yeah, he's supposed to be Palpatine. Uh, yeah, President Screw. That's right. <laughs> now it's funny. Bill Pullman wasn't going to be the part. Who was it? of Lone Star? Mel Brooks really unsuccessfully tried to get Tom Cruise or Tom Hanks to play Lone Star. Ooh, that really? might have. I don't know, man. See, after after seeing the way the way the part is and how it was played, I really don't see Cruz or Hanks pulling it off. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, he was he was hurt a bit. You know, what well, just every person when you're trying to get somebody you want, he was kind of hurt a little bit. But his he got real happy when John Candy and Rick Moranis joined the joined in on it. And then he said, "Fine, I'm going to go with the nobody," which at the time was Bill Pullman was an kind of a nobody at that point and he says i'm gonna go with pullman and you know the rest is history yeah yeah because bill pullman only been in ruthless people up until that point yeah yeah you know you know who else would have been good for that role besides pullman who's Henry that Winkler. Paxton. bill paxton bill paxton would have been good for that part too we're gonna die man we're gonna it's all over <laughs> see now you already know <laughs> fucking bill pullman i love that guy uh, but uh, yeah, and then also another little tidbit here. Did y'all know that there was an animated series? No, I did. I did read read about that, and I have seen clips of it, and I got nothing nice to say. <laughs> yeah, it it, it was. Uh, there was an animated series that debuted on September two thousand eighteen, two thousand eighteen, two thousand eight. Jesus Christ! <laughs> hey, I got one for you, Eric. So here, compare that to the Star Wars Christmas special. What's worse? Uh, Star Wars Christmas special. <laughs> okay, so it's a step above. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's funny is about a little tidbit on it. That, that it, only, it was only on the, the G4 channel, that gaming channel that used to be. Uh-huh. And uh, some Canadian super channel. That's what it was called, super channel from Canada. Ah, uh, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> the, the place where Rick Moranis is from. And Jim Carrey. There's a lot and of actors. John Candy. Uh-huh. Isn't Bill Pullman Canadian? No, he's American. He's American. He's American. American. He's like, yeah. Uh, so we can go a little bit, a little further. This movie, like, how much have you really missed, like Rick Moranis and John Candy? Oh man, that's classic uh, combination guys right there. It's like, like, like watching this movie. I'm like, man, I miss John Candy. I missed him so much that I, that I put in like The Great Outdoors and watched that one after. Why don't you put in Brewster's Millions, man? What now? Brewster's Millions. Watch Rick Romanus again. Just repeat everything everybody's saying. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then with uh, Rick Moranis, I, I watched uh, Strange Brew. Yeah. Yay. Strange Brew? Yeah, I remember that. Another Canadian movie. Wow. Yeah. That's I, like, keep, uh, I keep it real, homie. It's <laughs> it like, all right, now, I, now I, we're kind of got it like... I Honey, I Shrunk the Kids until I remember. I really don't like that movie. I will say this, though. I really do believe Rick, as we continue on with our Spaceball stuff, I really do believe Rick Moranis does not get enough love in the in the movie business. And John Candy, he got some, but not enough. I thought he deserved a hell of a lot more than what he was given. 
Yeah. Well, Rick Moranis gets all the love. I really, I've saw people like really shitting on him before. Nah, if they did shit on him, it's because they didn't understand the reason why he walked away from the from the from the from the industry. Hmm. He walked away. His wife had cancer, and he left the industry to raise his kids. Well, that's see again another good reason why he's one of the great ones. And now, since the kids are already grown up, they're already in, he's already in talks, and he's supposed to the redoing uh, Honey I Shrunk the Kids, and he's supposed to come back. Hashtag respect. Yep, he's gonna, he's gonna be the grandpa. Nice. And he'll be in, he'll be in the new Fast and, and the Furious. Join up with God dang. <laughs> and I think uh, I think Josh Gad is gonna be the father in that one. Josh Gad, oh my God! But uh, uh you know, you know Olaf. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, we'll go to like now. We go to like mid beginning here. Now we got kind of go into the mid beginning of the movie when Princess Vespa gets kidnapped. Uh, the whole scene with uh, what's his name, the comedian, the black guy. Um, Michael Winslow. Yes, Michael Winslow. Right. Comb the desert. No, not that one. You're too far up. Oh, shit. Uh, you, you prepared to fast forward too fast. <laughs> too far. That was then. No, I'm talking about the part where you got the bleeps, the creeps, and the sweeps. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. I can't, I can't do those sound effects. <laughs> the bleeps, the sleeps, and the creeps. I don't know if I want to be a creep, bro. <laughs> and then it, then he, they jam the. Yeah, right? all right. <laughs> and then they jam the uh, they jam the radar with. That's right. Strawberry jam. Raspberry. Red, whatever. Strawberry red. It's fucking red. <laughs> Only one person did. Raspberry. <laughs> I forgot it was raspberry. I don't know why I keep on thinking it was strawberry. There's a reason why it was raspberry too. There was a there was a meaning behind it. I forgot. No, the the reason why you remember strawberry uh-huh. is because he goes because uh, when they're in the desert and they're like yogurt, yogurt. I hate yogurt, especially with strawberries. That's why you remember strawberry. That's what it is. Okay, thank you, brother. I knew there was a reason. I thought she was going about to call her strawberry. You know, she she goes for the dope man and his weed. Oh shit! <laughs> what I find funny, also funny about the scene is you got to look at the how the because it was in the eighties when this was made. Mm-hmm. So on their. Uh, King Roland, mm-hmm. which is played by Dick Van Patten. Yeah, he uh, he goes, "Hey, it's the brand new 2001 Mercedes." Oh shit! <laughs> I did not catch that until just now. He goes, "Yeah, I got it from a cousin, and you know, got a real cheap price and everything." I'm all like, "A 2001?" I'm like, "Man, here it is, 2019 or 2020? Excuse me. Uh huh. Here it is, 2020." I ain't seen no flying car yet. <laughs> well, motherfucker, we can barely drive on the road as is. Bitch, if you get to Corona, you'll see a flying car. <laughs> see all kinds of shit. With <laughs> I'm just saying. But well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was funny. And then the, when Bart's going up, you guys take all the luggage. Oh yeah, oh, that's right. Luggage. <laughs> take the magic luggage. And then Lone Star is that character. You know, everybody thinks it's just. Everybody was always thinking it was just uh, Han Solo, but he's actually a combination of Han Solo and Luke Skywalker. Yeah, see, I thought I was picking up on uh, I was picking up on a little bit of Kirk. On oh, which part? On um, just the yeah. See, I'm with you. I agree on the on the uh, clearly on the uh, Luke Skywalker and Han Solo because you know he tries to act all badass like Han Solo, and then he has the Schwartz like Luke. Well, I don't want to. Well, if we're gonna keep knocking off, just go ahead and for your retro. What's your before Mike? Mike and I'll give ours a little bit later. What's your uh, rating My for rating? it? My yeah. rating? Oh, let's, dude. This is an instant classic. 
100%. Rewatchable. It's even good to have in background noise. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it, y'all do it on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm going to give it a 9.2. Whoa, he got it up there pretty good. Shit, he's almost at an Oscar. <laughs> and the reason why I rate it so high is one, it's rewatchable. Two, first time I watched it was with Pop, so yeah, that's why. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, before, so we don't get cut off anymore, we're going to let you go, all right? All right. Y'all be cool and don't do anything dumb. My new phone, you cheap bastard. Anyways, you missed off one of the best parts, though, when he, when Helmet walks on. I can't breathe in this thing. <laughs> the intro, Dark Helmet. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, he comes walking in. <laughs> and what's funny is he's walking in, and he's literally walking towards the camera. Yeah. And the camera's not moving. You think it's a zoom in for the camera? <laughs> he bumps into and he it. bumps into the camera. <laughs> They really broke the fourth. They broke the fourth wall before Deadpool. Yeah, they did a lot of that crazy stuff in the movie. That was crazy. It's like that's what Mel Brooks was good at. Because you go back and look at some of his other movies too, with Blazing Saddles and shit like that. They breaking walls all over the place. And it's it's over. Yeah, they breaking walls left and right, bro. I think he was Mel Brooks was ahead when it came to comedic genius. Uh, a lot of people don't get it because a lot of people right now people getting all pissed off and shit. You know they don't understand his comedy. But yeah. Uh, Yes. <laughs> Rick Moranis was perfect. Yeah. For Dark Helmet. His, hands down. He was happy to do it, too. And if you notice, Dark Helmet, the way his, his costume was. Mm-hmm. Had a big-ass helmet, but it had a tie. Yes. Like, he was a businessman. <laughs> and then the second the second in command was supposed to be, like, uh, Grand, Marf, Grand Marf Tarkin. Uh-huh. But it's Colonel Sanders. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I liked him. <laughs> that was then. Just now. <laughs> we just missed it. <laughs> I forgot who that actor is, but he was great too. Yeah, he was funny. He, um, if y'all saw him, in, he he was in a lot of movies after that. You know, he's in a lot of movies, a lot of dramas. He was in too. Uh, but uh, yeah, as that scene, like him introduced there, and then they're like, "Oh, we can't find him here. We got to look it on radar." And he goes, "Yes, I always want to go." You know, Rick Moranis just like always just try to make it mean. You know, even though they're like, "Oh yeah," he's like, "Yeah, listen, I always want to see radar. Let's go see radar." And he goes, "Look at the radar, and what's all this?" Bubbly stuff. This is Mr. Coffee. Yes. I know it. I always like to have coffee when I'm looking at my radar. <laughs> he tries <laughs> to get the jam. <laughs> oh, to answer your question, it was George Weiner. He was uh, Colonel Sanders. Yeah. And you would know him from Fletch Lives, Devil's Advocate, Not a Teen, Another Teen Movie, The Bad News Bears, American Pie 2. He was the camp director. Yeah. That puts the thing on his mouth because, you know, they mm-hmm. stuck it in his butt. He gets the shit on his lips. Uh, you know, stuff like that. But he, he's been in a crap load of stuff. Wasn't he in Die Hard? Uh, no. He was in Wildcats. Not in Die Hard. Not the first one. I'm not the third one. Not mm-hmm. even. I, don't know, I don't know why I thought it was him. But, but yeah, I've seen him in a lot of movies. Though. Yeah, you see the guy and you recognize him you just start laughing. He was in a lot of a lot of good TV shows, bro. Jesus. He was like in every possible TV show that could be a, a hit or a name. I mean... I could throw out, he was in the Big Bang Theory, he was in Anger Management, he was in uh, Melissa and Joey, he was in The Mentalist, Bones, That's Housewives, ER, Without a Trace, Two and a Half Men, Nick Tuck, West Wing, Stargate, Malcolm Middle, Dharma and Greg, Days of Our Lives, Sabrina Teenage Witch, Malcolm Eddie, The Practice, Walker, Texas Ranger, Larry Sanders. See, I can keep on going, it's ridiculous. Hell, I'll take all the way back to the A-Team, Simon and Simon, The Fall Guy, WKRP in Cincinnati, Alice, All in the Family, Emergency Hawaii Five-O, <sighs> Sanford and Son, <laughs> Kojak. Damn. Damn, he's been in everything. Since 1971, bro. Damn. 
Very, very versatile actor because there was both comedy and drama that he's been in. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and this one, like, yeah, he's introduced as Colonel Sanders. They're looking at, they're trying to find Lone Star. They're actually trying to find the princess first. They find her. Uh, Lone Star kidnaps her, takes off. They jam when they jam the radar. Uh, and then they're trying to find him. Actually, they're chasing him. And this is where the whole, <laughs> the whole uh, ludicrous speed that Miguel was talking about a while ago. <laughs> take us to warp speed. Because <laughs> you see Lone Star take off and he's in hyperspeed. So he's uh, hyperactive. Yeah, and right. then all of a sudden, he's like, hey, let's go to a light speed. Light speed, too slow. Light speed, too slow. We must go to... Ludicrous speed. <laughs> Everybody just gets <laughs> all quiet. Prepare to go. What are you preparing? Why are you always preparing? Just go. <laughs> well, that's not that part yet. Yeah. But this part, he's all like, he's like, he goes, uh, he goes, what's the matter, Colonel Sanders? Chicken. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. What's the matter, Colonel Sanders? Chicken. They make fun of that. That's where the Colonel Sanders comes in with the chicken part. Mm-hmm. And that's where he goes, prepare ship. <laughs> with the cracking of the voice. He did it so perfectly. <laughs> And then the whole thing is like, prepare ship for ludicrous breed. And then he goes through the whole thing. Put the animals in the zoo. Put the like, oh, cancel the three ring. What the hell they have on this goddamn shit? I know, right? <laughs> I was like, holy crap. And then he's like, he goes, what are you doing all this shit for? That's just ludicrous speed. Go. He goes, should you sit down first? He goes, nah. You are. He says, shouldn't you buckle up, sir? He goes, ah, buckle this. Yeah. Ludicrous speed. Go. And then all of a sudden you just... He's, yeah, he starts taking off. You see, like Rick Moran is just holding on, like he's ah. he's flying because <laughs> all this stuff. His brain's going to his feet. He's like, ah, I did that perfect. And he goes, "We passed them." They shot over them, which was plaid. Yeah, that was freaking hilarious. Yeah. And they shot over him, and then he ends up, you know, they go over. He turns the plaid. He goes, "Hey, we passed them." He goes, "Stop this thing! I order you." He goes, "We can't stop. We got slow." He goes, "Bullshit! Yeah. Stop this thing!" <laughs> You see him flying, he hits his head, and the, and the whole the whole thing, which was hilarious. He gets up, and he goes, thank God you had the helmet. He goes, we stopped? And everybody's like, yeah. He goes, cool. Well, we got some time. Smoke if you got him. And he falls <laughs> over. Are you all right, sir? Fine. How have you been? Fine, sir. Good. It's a good thing you were wearing that helmet. Yeah. What should we do now, sir? Well, are we stopped? We're stopped, sir. Good. Well, why don't we take a five-minute break? Very good, sir. Smoke if you got them. Classic Rick Moranis and that, that whole scene right there. That was just so funny. Which, of course, that scene, that whole thing that happens when they try to go find out where the hell they went. Yeah, because that's when the whole this was then and that was now and it just happened. When? We missed just now. That's what I say. We got instant cassettes. It's like, what? We're in the middle of making the movie. <laughs> and so that's when they broke the fourth wall several yeah. times. Yeah, we can rewind. <laughs> and so they fast forward. They get to the scene to where Prepare they're to at. fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> they get to the scene where they're at. The exact time yeah, where they're, they're at. They're like looking back at the camera. <laughs> and then it was, um, I think that was a, uh, an homage to who's on first. Okay. If you think about it. You know, when they when they sat there and he goes, when will then be now? Soon. The whole ex- explanation on when was there and when is it coming in. And then all of a sudden he goes, we found him, sir. And he's like, who? When? Yeah. Ah! <laughs> yeah. So, I, honestly, I think that's Mel Gibson's. I, I couldn't find anything on that part. Mm-hmm. But just looking at it and then watching the Abbott, and, Abbott and Costello, who's on first bit, 
it looks like he did an homage to that because they, they're pretty much similar. Yeah, Hillman and Star does break the fourth wall by using a VH copy of Spaceballs to discover Vespa's location. <laughs> and Hillman orders Spaceballs 1 to the moon. <laughs> Never play that part again. <laughs> Well, then when they get to then they get to the planet where they're at, which uh, Lone Star and Barf and all of them crash. It's in the desert. They're walking the whole high industrial hair dryer, <laughs> which was like, oh my god, this big ass fucking thing. Mm-hmm. That guy, it's funny. He's like, she can't live without the luggage. But then later on, they've been walking in the sun so much, you don't even see the luggage anymore. Oh no, because you see the luggage is like left in a trail, and then they pass out. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, that's where the jaw was, or Tink Tinks is his version. <laughs> and they give him water. Tink 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 Tink. I don't know if you noticed, but there was the fake tongue that to- John Candy had for like if he was a dog, the oh, tongue okay. hanging out. I just remember the foot. Oh my foot! <laughs> and that's when they, that's when yogurt was introduced. Hits Yoda's, mm-hmm. and it was done like Wizard of Oz. Yes. I forgot. That's yeah. That was the Wizard of Oz part. Yeah. And he's like, yogurt. He come. That's when he comes out of the the little thing. He's yeah. a little short. Yogurt to me. <laughs> yogurt the magnificent. Yogurt the amazing. <laughs> no, no. Just plain, plain yogurt. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing down here? He goes merchandising, and that's when all the stuff comes up. And which here's some little tidbits about it. a couple of tidbits here, real quick. Uh, on the merchandising part. Boeing, the Boeing company or the Boring company, mm-hmm. they actually, because of the flamethrower, mm-hmm. they sold 20,000 flamethrowers in 2018 because of the space balls, the way it was marketed into the thing. Are you <laughs> serious? Yes. That is crazy. Yeah. I in, thought that in was. In 2018? Cool. In 2018, they sold 20,000 using marketing techniques because of the space balls with the flamethrower. That's wild. And that's because they sold the flamethrowers. That's cool. I was like, wow. And then and then here's another tidbit going back to the ludicrous speed. Uh-huh. Tesla is how they do their, their speed on their cars. Oh my god. The Tesla motors they use uh the starship speeds, which uh they're integrated with the whole thing that, with the acceleration, which is uh you have insane, ludicrous, and plaid. When you want to set your speed on your car, that's freaking hilarious. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, that's like all to now." Like, that's how much iconic. That's how iconic Spaceballs is. That is crazy. I mean, you think about all the movies that are that are throwbacks, and everybody can say, "Oh, it's a cult classic." It's a cult classic. But clearly, you can tell Spaceballs and Big Trouble in Little China, all that kind of stuff. Those are really iconic movies because they have the stuff, like you said, the information you're dropping on us. You're making us learn, Rick. We want to talk about Spaceballs, the movie. <laughs> well, we are, and this is like a lot of things that I didn't even know about it either. Yeah, I didn't know that either. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and then like, okay, now they're next. Thing you're gonna tell me when a bagel sales went up? No, that no. <laughs> but every time I see when a bagel on the street, I'm like Lone Star. Nice. <laughs> uh, but uh. What's funny is is that uh not funny but a lot of things on that happened at that scene was yeah the yogurt yogurt starts teaching them with not the force mm-hmm. the Schwartz the Schwartz so when you walk in the cemetery you see a Schwartz ah oh, may the Schwartz be with you yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah so he's doing the he's teaching Lone Star the Schwartz uh and all of a sudden that's when they arrive and they're trying to find him and 
So they're looking at they're they're just doing regular searching like a normal person would. And then President Scrooge comes. He goes, comb the desert, comb it, <laughs> and they take it literally. Yeah, and they're using like the combs and the pick, obviously. But if you notice, they were like legitimate. Like if you took a real one and blew it up, because yeah. they had the freaking names on the combs. Yeah, you notice that? That was so cool. I was like, that's freaking hilarious. Yeah, and they're literally combing the desert. Yeah, of course, then you get to the black guys. Then you get the black guys with the two black guys holding the small pick. Mm-hmm. And I was like, have you found anything? Man, we ain't found shit. <laughs> <laughs> found anything yet? We ain't found shit. Now, 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 seeing that part, we're laughing our asses up on it. Do you think he could do that now? No. People will be up in an uproar because people don't understand humor. That I, I it, it's Mel Brooks movies right now. I'm surprised they even replayed. To be honest with you, uh, some of them I don't think you get away with it because people be all of them uproar. Because goddamn, a thing of Jimmy Fallon doing blackface and being as a joke comedian, he's catching shit for it now. Somebody who did something, uh, oh, fucking Tropic Thunder, Robert Downey Jr. did no, Osiris, catching shit for it now. That movie was released like many, 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 many years ago, and that's freaking hilarious. And it's him playing a dude who's a dude being another dude. <laughs> And they didn't. Even, a lot of people didn't realize that that, that was moved in. They're like, "Oh, I didn't know he did that." I'm like, "Oh my God, where were y'all been?" Yeah, I know. So it's like really stupid. That's what I'm saying. If he, if, I, people that have a good sense of humor will enjoy that part. And I guarantee you, I know a bunch of African American friends of mine who love the movie, and they crack up when they see that shit because they find that shit funny. Yeah. Because he's not being insulting about it. He's not trying to be all like, "You're you're a dumb black man," or "You're a dumb Mexican," or no. No, it's in humor. He makes fun of everybody. Yeah, that's what. They, that's what. That's why it's like people always bring up, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to go into one of his other movies real quick. People always bring up Blazing Saddles and how he's being derogatory about the black man and this and that. But he's also making fun of the white people, the Irish and the Chinese at the same freaking time. He makes fun of everybody. It's it's a funny movie. So yeah, it really pisses me off when something like that. And I don't. It's sad that as a generation as, as we are, we can't joke about shit like that. Yeah, everybody's too literal now. None, mm-hmm. They're not literal. They're too PC and they they feelings think get that, hurt on anything. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and we got people like your Pete. Oh, oh, my feelings. Oh, my vagina. Or you got people out there that are just starting shit. So you got both ends of the spectrum. It's just crazy. But no, I find that scene extremely funny. It's one of my favorite scenes in the movies. Yeah, like is that I couldn't help. It's like you just send you see typical white guys with their comb. Next one with their comb. Then you see the black guys. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, I know. Because you know back then, because you know the helmets of the dark helmets are all like froze anyways. Mm-hmm. And he's all, he's like, have you found anything? We ain't found shit. And you know, and that black guy just pissed off because you know yeah, he's, he's, like, he's in the heat, he's wearing a fucking helmet, yeah. and he's in the desert. And he's combing it with a, comb, a, a pick. pick. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's just like, they're, you know, the, the black guy has that attitude of like, motherfucker. The only thing that would have been funnier if that black person would have been Samuel Jackson. Oh, that would have been hilarious. Motherfucker, we ain't found shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick and tired of combing this motherfucking desert <laughs> his motherfucking suit. That would have been fucking hilarious. See, it's okay if Samuel Jackson does that shit because he's black. Come on now. Oh, uh, but you did miss one of the favorite parts I like of the movie from the way in the beginning when uh, Helmet is playing with the dolls. Oh, that's coming up. Oh, that's coming up. Oh, uh, well, anyway, and then then you got the part where you got Screw. Uh, they're talking to him on the on the base and everything, and they're like, he needs to get to the main command deck. Is that when the woman looks at him and looks down? He's naked or he's peeing? She comes up on the window when he's peeing. Yeah, it's not yet. Okay, I keep on. I got. 
You get your old. I'm all now, messed up. I'll tell you the part of it, like, he goes, we want, this is where the Star Trek comes in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He goes, uh, do you want us to beam you to the to the thing, to the, to the command center? And he goes, oh, is it safe? And he goes, oh, Scotty beat me there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Goes, Scotty beat me. It was wonderful. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and so he sits there and he beams him. Uh-huh. He goes over. And Scotty, as a space ball, is dressed up as a Scotsman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, is that another movie that has, an, has that also? It's like a lot of comic movies use guys when they're making fun of the movies they're making fun of. They got the actors from the movie in the movie. <laughs> so that's always a good a good rub. It's always funny. But when he, when Paris' crew gets beamed over, mm-hmm. his head's on backwards. Cause, yeah. cause no, it, his clothes were on backwards. No, his head was on backwards. I thought his clothes were on backwards. That's why no. he was looking the other way. No, his head was on backwards. Why did they fix it? Because they bleed him back and they fixed him. Oh, okay. That's, I thought, that's I what thought his shit that, backwards. Yeah, that's what's making fun of the Star Trek because of the whole beaming thing. He's like, how do you know you're bringing it back in one... I didn't even catch that. I just thought his shit was fucked up. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> no, his head was on backwards. Why do you, why do you think he was, why when somebody tell me my ass was so big? <laughs> that's what it was. See, I didn't, I, that's right. I'm totally messed up on that part. I, that's right. I remember that part. Yeah. I can see my ass. And he says that right before they, they send him back, he scratches his ass. Yeah. And so he goes back, gets back to, gets back to the area. He goes, all right, we're going to beam me again. He goes, no, no more beaming. I'm going to walk. And it's in the fucking next room. Yeah, no, he walks in the door. <laughs> I was like, what the? I was like, that's how he was. And like I said, this also was a time where he sits there telling everybody, oh, the, the everything's great here on Spaceballs. Everything's great. And then we're not losing no air. we got plenty of air. Yeah. And next thing you know, you see him open up the drawer, looks around, pulls up a can of... <laughs> Perrier. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God. I was laughing. Perrier. I mean, literally using. Yeah. <laughs> Taking it literally. Yeah. <laughs> Taking it literally does it, makes it, and it worked, and it was funny. Uh, then later on, you see him on Spaceball One when they finally got the princess because Dark Helmet uh, fooled her. She passed out, got her on thing, and then here's the whole scene where like, all right, we got a hold of King Ron. He goes, and that's well, right before when Colonel Sanders breaks into the Dark Helmet's room, he's... How many times have I told you to knock? <laughs> Sorry, sir. Did you say anything? I saw nothing. I didn't see you playing with your dolls. <laughs> <laughs> and he literally has the dolls of all of them. Miss Vespa, at last, I have you in my clutches to have my way with you the way I want to. No, no, please, leave me alone. No, you are mine. Not so fast, Helmet. Lone Star. Yes, it's me. I'm here to save my girlfriend. Hi, honey. It's Vespa. At last, we are alone. Oh, no, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. Leave me alone. Yes, I find you strangely attractive. Of course you do. Druish princesses are often attracted to money and power, and I have both. And you know it. I know. That's why I'm saying the action figures would have been great. I would love to have a dark helmet, man. Come on. Or fucking Lone Star. Come on. That would have been great. And that was the whole thing. Oh, your helmet is so nice and big, too. <laughs> and that's what he goes. That's what, a great helmet. What he is. What did he say? Oh, yeah. That's when he was looking at some of the uh, one of the other girls. I bet she gives great helmets. Yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, the, he said, I forgot what part of it he said that. But he said that, too, in there. Uh... But the whole, the whole thing. That's where you got. That's why evil will always triumph, 
Cause good is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but oh my god! <laughs> so they find a way to get Prince Vespa. They get they rescue her, but they still got to destroy baseball one because they have the the code that they got from Prince Roland. And you know how they got like, the code, right? They they tricked him because they said they were gonna give Vespa her old nose back. Yeah, which was the it's, Wicked Witch. It was the boss of the, Wizard Boss. Yeah. yeah, and so it's like ah, <laughs> and then you get the code to the. To the airlock. What kind of idiot has that code? <laughs> one, two, one, two three. three, four, five. I have that on my spook luggage. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, so, some idiot will put that on his luggage. And then it goes to screw. One, two, three, four, five. Shit, that's the same combination I have on my luggage. And they all look at each other. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Then they go ahead. And then that's the another part. You'd have to think. I don't think. When did this movie come out? It's like 87, I believe. So, Transformers, the movie already came out. Yeah. So, I, it's a little Transformer you hear. Yeah. When she transforms. Yeah. Because he sits there and they're like, all right, we have it. They escaped with Prince Vespa, which is funny. Is that they were, this is where he breaks the fourth wall again. Mm-hmm. Because they're running and escaping the space balls. And they go, oh, we got to jump through the door that's closing. Mm-hmm. And they jump through the door. All of a sudden, space ball guys get there. They have them all like, oh, we got you. And the guy... Uh, I forgot that actor, but you've seen him in a lot of movies now. He's older. Mm-hmm. And he's walking around. He goes, Oh, for nuts. We got you. And then all of a sudden he turns around. They turn around, and it's the stunt doubles. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and he goes, We all are idiots. These are their stunt doubles. And they, hence you break the fourth wall because. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, they did that there. Yeah, because you thought they got the right one. <laughs> yeah. And then and they look nothing like them. No, they do not. They're terrible. They're just ugly as hell. <laughs> All ugly as hell. Fucking. Not even ugly. close. Yeah. And I was, I was like, damn. I couldn't help but laugh at that part. Then you see them. They go and Princess Vespa, which I've seen her in a lot of movies. She was in a. Yeah, you. I recognize Princess Vespa too from other movies. I have to remember her name. No, she played in The Fly. She was a girlfriend in The Fly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Daphna Zuniga, Zuniga, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. She, you know, she's like fifty-seven now. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah. She was uh, quarterback princess, uh, Vision Quest, uh, Spaceballs, The Fly Two. No, she was she was in Fly Two with uh, the redhead guy. Oh, okay, okay. And then uh, see here, anything really good that you would know after after that? Her career kind of went. <laughs> and she didn't really do much after that. I mean, she did movies, but not big movies. No, nah, not big. She was more a supporting actor afterwards. Family Ties, Melrose. She went to TV as well. You know, sp- oh, yeah, she was in Spaceballs, the animated series. <laughs> there you go. Uh, One Tree Hill, Melrose plays Hindsight, NCIS is her last thing. She's Navy Commander Stacey Gordon. Yeah. So I didn't know that. Huh. And what's funny is, like, she says her, she comes out, and she goes, they go, here. They give her the gun, because Lone Star's trying to unfuse the door that just got fused by a laser. Mm-hmm. And hence... The space balls are shooting just like what they say the sword troopers. They can't. They can't shoot. aim. They can't aim for shit. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly how the space balls. They can't aim for shit either. And here it is. They hit her hair. And it bounces off her hair. She goes, "Oh my god!" And he goes, "They hit my hair." That's when she gets pissed. She gets pissed. She goes, "Oh the hell this!" She clicks it. And also, yeah. just takes them all out. Which I was like, "Oh my god!" It was funny. Yeah. It's like, wow, oh, they hit, oh, oh, they damaged something on her. Oh, God. <laughs> and then they're like, they look at her and it's like, how did I do? Uh, 
Your lone star's like, yeah, you did okay. Average. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then Barf was like, man, she did really like Barf yeah. was like, oh my gosh, she did great. And then Dot, which is played by uh, Joan, uh, Rivers. Joan Rivers, the voice voiced by Joan Rivers, comes up and says, he's good enough for Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> the Virgin Alarm, oh my God. <laughs> oh yeah, that was out in the desert. Forgot about that part. Bill Pullman is starting... To make his move on Prince of Esma because they thought they were ugly. She thought the captain was ugly and ends up mm-hmm. being a handsome guy. And she was being also. They're like, oh my god, they they actually fell in love with each other. Yeah, because she was supposed to marry uh, Bullock, who played uh, Prince Valium. Prince Valium. <laughs> he was Monroe from uh, Three's Company. No, he was uh, Monroe from uh, with Ted Knight's uh, character. His show. I know he was with John Ritter in that one show. It's not Three's Company, but the other one that he did. He was too close for comfort. Too, yeah, too close for comfort. That's the one. That's the one with uh, yeah, that's the show he was in. Uh, but yeah, he was Prince Valiant, which he was always yawning and everything, just like if you take a Valium. Like, oh, <laughs> but so you sit there and you see Lone Star. They finally get into the, the the thing. They escape. They got to find a way to destroy Spaceball One. And all of a sudden, they look at this whole ship. Well, right as they were flying out, you see Screw, and all of a sudden, all you hear is tat tat tat, like someone's running. And all of a sudden, they get to the thing, and they, he's running in there, you see him. He goes, I'm here. He gets to the command deck, and he's all sudden, he goes, I'm here. If I would walk, the movie would be over. Hence, they broke the fourth wall again. <laughs> God, man. So they constantly be breaking the fourth wall throughout this whole movie. Uh, so they sit there, and then it's like, all right, we gotta set, we got to set up to take the air out. So they push the button to get ready, Spaceball 1, and it turns into a... A giant transformer. The whole ship turns into a giant maid with a big ass fucking vacuum cleaner. And they're like, do Operation Vacuum Suck. That's right. Dun, dun. <laughs> and then you, it's funny how they did it too. They had the the the, the, or, the, or, the, the orchestra guy, the bass, and he was all like, he goes, we have now dun 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 Mega Maid. <laughs> <laughs> And so they sit there, they, they do vacuum suck. They put in the combination. You see the vacuum go over the hole and start sucking up all the air. And you see the bag starting to get full. Suck! 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 So it's sucking up all the air from the planet. You're seeing the people on the planet. They're like talking. And they're like, oh, it's getting short of air. No. <laughs> and then Lone Star and they were like, we got we to gotta get the air back onto to the planet. Mm-hmm. And so he goes and uses the Schwartz, of course. And he switches it from suck to blow. To blow. <laughs> and they're like, he goes, what happened? She went, it's Mega Maid. She went from suck to blow. <laughs> they're all like looking at each other. like, what the hell? A sexual reverence uh, yeah, like, big time. Big time. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And then Lone Star had to figure out how to destroy it. They found a, they went through the ear and it shows going like a normal ear canal. Mm-hmm. They get to the thing and they're like, "Look, we found it." And that's where the self-struct button is—the red button, which mm-hmm. was supposed to be representing of two thousand one Hal. Which they should have used Hal's voice, but they used the lady's voice. Yeah, but it's cool because you know that's when they also have the lifesaver fight. Yeah, the ring fight. Excuse me, lifesaver. And also, this is a Star Trek moment too when Lone Star's in there trying to get there, and he pinches the guy in the neck. Oh yeah. And he goes, what are you trying to do? Vulcan neck pinch? He's <laughs> like, hey, you got it all wrong. It's got to be where the shoulder meets the neck. Yeah. Like this? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And so he goes and he gets there. He's about to hit the button, and that's when Dark Helmet shows up, and then they sit there, and the lightsabers, they light up. I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. <laughs> but, you know, they also did what uh, some other people did in another movie. When they fight the, Schwar- the Schwartz lightsabers and they get entangled. Oh, they twisted. They twisted, like, in uh, the movie with John Ritter with the... With the guys that have they have they're having sex and they have the, the I know you're talking uh, the glow in the dark penis uh, condoms and they, they they get tangled up like I hate <laughs> I know what you're talking about yeah oh my god yeah so they did the same thing Schwartz gets twisted they kind of pull apart they start fighting some more shit I hate it when I get my Schwartz twisted break the fourth wall again and Mick Ramirez swings misses Lone Star and. Kills, oh, one, kills of the, one of the guys. Yeah. Kills one of the cameramen. Yeah, exactly. Ah! <laughs> they just, they look, he did it. <laughs> <laughs> and he tricks him and take, gets his ring. Yeah. I can't believe you fell for that man. It's the oldest <laughs> trick in the book. <laughs> oh, but he did like like Lone Star tried to use the force to hit him in the head, and mm. uh, Dark Helmet made the the force field. Yeah. And he goes ha ha when he lifts the helmet. He goes ha ha and then punches him in yeah. the face. <laughs> 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 down, comes like down. <laughs> and that's when he gets all mad he goes like oh, oh, and then he runs and they had to get another actor a little bit shorter than Rick Moranis mm-hmm. because that's when Lone Star holds him by the helmet and you see him and he can't reach him <laughs> so I was like that had to be a shorter actor to do that part right there but that was so classic right there uh, we also forgot to mention how how the Darth Vader, I'm your father. How he kind of portrayed it on there, but it was, he was like, you had to tell you something first, Lone Star. I'm your father's brother's, brother's uncle, yeah. cousin, <laughs> yeah, former okay. roommate. Yeah, some shit like that. What? <gasps> what does that make us? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. nothing. <laughs> Which is what you're gonna be. I was like, what yeah, the exactly. Fuck <laughs> I was like, what the? I forgot about that. <laughs> Oh my god! Like I said, there's so many references to Star Wars, everything like that, and the way he did it was just funny. Yeah, but then, then you remember, Lone Star tricks Helmet into pushing the button. Well, uh, he dodges him because yeah. that's when he takes the ring away from him and everything. And then Lone Star didn't know it, and that's when he hears yogurt. And yogurt says, "The yogurt, the, I got that from a Cracker Jack box. It's in you, Lone Star." Mm-hmm. And that's when it was used like the Force. Mm-hmm. And that's when he gets the uh, the mirror. Yeah. So when he shoots the laser at him, it hits helmet in the nuts instead of. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And he goes, ah, and then he hits the the self destruct button. Thank you for pressing the self destruct button. This ship will self destruct in three minutes. And so now they have to escape, and then everybody's trying to get out of there. Yeah, this is where my favorite part, uh, where after the uh, mate explodes. And uh, well, Sanders, not, what, not, well, not, before the mate explode, they're all everybody's, everybody's. Uh, you have to exit. Everybody's going to all the emergency pods. You seen everybody exiting from Spaceball One. Yeah, all that. Except right. for the main three, you know they can't get her. And then all of a sudden, there's uh, Rick Moranis goes to one, and he looks and he goes, "Get out of there, you fat bearded bitch!" Yeah, it was like the, <laughs> with the circus. Yeah, because <laughs> she takes off, and then the last one was a bear, and you see uh-huh. the President Scrooge goes. He goes, you have a big ship, and y'all should go down with it. And he goes inside the thing, and it's the bear. Mm-hmm. And he can't click the, the thing, so he jumps out. The bear escapes. And so now they're stuck. And then the whole thing goes, uh, the, the, he goes, it's like 10, or like 10 minutes or 10 seconds to the 
to the thing. You got this is your last chance to hit the uh, cancellation button. Yeah, exactly. And then they find there's a like, cancellation button. They find her like Tsh. he goes out of order. And that's when you said the only f bomb thrown in the whole movie was from Rick Moranis. Because fuck, even yeah. shit in the future isn't don't work. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's that it's funny. It gets a three, two, one. Uh, have a nice day. Yeah. Thank you. Then it explodes. Yeah, and then the helmet... The, the head. The head falls all the way down to the planet. Which is a make fun of Transformers with Unicron. Mm-hmm. And it lands on the sand. Yeah. And then what do you see coming up? The apes. The apes riding the horses. And they're coming out of the nose. And what do they say? They're like, what's that coming out of her it's nose? nose. <laughs> the space balls. Space balls? Oh, oh shit. There goes the planet. Dear me. What are those things coming out of her nose? Spaceballs? Oh, shit. There goes the planet. Exactly. <laughs> so, oh my God, it's such a classic movie. It ends up, after that, that's when Spaceballs were destroyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see... This we find out Pizza the Hut died. Pizza the Hut died. Ends up, he was, got, he was able to keep the money, but he didn't even take the money. He just got enough to get stuff, and then... The, he had a little necklace that he didn't know what it was, but then that's when Yogurt tells him what it is. Yeah, and he's but before a that, that's when they took off to the diner. Oh, they went to the diner. And they were going to eat, and the guy goes, there's something wrong. And those actors are the ones from Aliens. Yeah, same ones from Aliens, oh, oh, except for the black guy. Not again. <laughs> Hello, my lady. And <laughs> that thing starts dancing. Check, please. <laughs> Which was hilarious. That whole, whole part was funny. Uh, and that's when you find Licorice Schwartz, they get back, and Lone Star lives happily ever after. Yeah, because uh, whatchamacallit told him he was a prince. Yeah. So he can marry her and ends up you know, live happily ever after. Uh, like I said, it was it was hilarious. It's just a hilarious movie to watch. I recommend everybody to watch this thing. It's f- freaking funny. What's funny is, not funny, but what's interesting is that in, uh, uh, where is it at here? We hear it in, and when Yogurt's talking about it, he goes, hey, when they were doing merchandising. Mm-hmm. He goes, he goes well, pray all we'll be back here for Spaceballs 2, the search for more money. You yeah. mentioned that one, right? Right. Well, in, 2000, uh, in 2015, was it 13? Oh, yeah, in 2013, Rick Moranis was actually, uh, he pitched a part, a, a second part for Spaceballs to Mel Gibson. Called Spaceballs Three, <laughs> and you're like, huh? Yeah, everybody's like, he wanted to call it. He wanted to call the Spaceballs Three the search for Spaceballs Two. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, him and Mel they couldn't. They were unable to 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 get a deal for the project for it to come through. And then in 2015, Mel said he would like to do a, a sequel of it, which was Spaceballs Two: The Search for More Money. Uh, with Rick Moranis reprising his role as Dark Helmet and seeing if he can get everybody else to come back to play their roles. But like I said, that fell through also. Which is it's kind of weird. Not weird, but interesting that I it would have been nice to see, but I don't know how well it would have been done. You know, here recently, uh, February 2020, Bill Pullman came out and basically said, hey, if Mel wants to do it, it's up to him. Yeah. Because he got too much money. <laughs> so... You could see it. Yeah. That'd be great. I, sh- Dude, after many years, Spaceballs comes back. Oh, my God. That, and they'd have to bring it, it'd have to be just as good as the other one. Otherwise, it's, they're going to diminish 
They're not going to tarnish the first one. You can't, but you're going to put a, a tarnish on your legacy, I think. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, that's, uh, that's like I said, that's, this is one good re- uh, retro that we got to talk. I wish we would have would have, would have, well, would have been able to keep my brother on for a while, but y'all got his rating. Uh, so, Miguel, what do you give this one? I give Spaceballs a good 7.5, to be honest with you. I can't give it a 9 or a 10, 9 being a, a Golden Globe, 10 being an Oscar. And actually, I, I take that back. I'd probably give it an 8.5 uh, because it is really, like Eric, it's really good. It's enjoyable. But you have to have a sense of humor to really enjoy it. You have to understand that kind of shtick. Uh, it's kind of like the Monty Python shtick. If you don't like Monty Python, uh, you'll never like The way this shtick is, you'll never like any of those movies. So if you're not into Mel Brooks's humor, you're going to miss, you're going to find this movie dumb, stupid, maybe insulting at some point. Um, but for people who have good sense of humor, and people like you and me back from the day, I give it a strong rating because like Eric said, this movie does hold water. And you can watch it to this day. You can watch it today if you want to and still fucking laugh. Yeah. And it has who we believe one of the greatest actors to live, John Candy, uh, Rick Moranis, and Mel Brooks. Three guys who, I mean, I, yeah. I wouldn't say heroes, but they were like icons we looked up to and we really enjoyed watching them on the silver screen. And Comedic icons. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, like I said, you can't name a movie with John Candy that you've not seen that you don't like. Trains, Plays, Automobiles, The Great Outdoors, Summer Rental, uh, <laughs> Brewster's Millions, freaking Uncle Buck, uh, Cool Runnings, man, <laughs> Wild Wild West. <laughs> I'm not Wild West. Uh, Wagons East. I mean, Jesus Christ! I could continue on with John Candy movies. I don't think this stripes. Is, stripes. I don't think this is John Candy movie that I didn't like, ever. Yeah, he he was he had a lot of great ones. And I like Rick Moranis. Period, because Rick Moranis is a special kind of character. Uh, he's a special kind of guy. Ghostbusters. Uh, <laughs> Little Shop of Horror. Little Shop of Horror. Oh God! Yeah. My Blue Heaven. My exactly. And he talked about the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movies and everything else. It's still Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis is a guy, Little Giants. Still, he's just great. He's great. And Mel Brooks is, is just amazing. He was, I thought he was, he was before his time. I think if he'd had, if he'd have gotten respect, more respect he deserved, I think, or more opportunities, he probably could make a hell of a lot more fun in films. Because you can go to Spaceballs. You can go to, uh, Freaking Blazing Saddles. You can go to Robin Hood Men in Tights. Uh, I mean, you can mention these movies. Like Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein, exactly. And a lot of movies from now, like The Naked Gun, The Naked Gun and the Half, that kind of shtick is all off of what he kind of did. Yeah. It's kind of like what he introduced. And so it's like, you know, you can see the effect. You can see who and how he's affected. And in, and not, in, not affected is not the word. That sounds terrible. How he... Other, how you do? What's the word I'm looking for here? How he influence other people? Other, how do they? He influenced other directors and other comedians, and how they took some of his stick and made it their own. And and you know, but it's kind of like Bob Ross. Bob Ross painted a certain way, and now if you go look at a bunch of other artists, a lot of people use Bob Ross type techniques. So, when when Mr. Brooks passes away. He will have left the legacy because people are doing what he. I've kind of followed his blueprint a little bit here and there, not necessarily all the way because he would push late. You know, he pushed, he pushed past them lines all the damn time. Every that's time, why we liked him so damn much. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you. Ah, damn, I already lost my thought. Sorry you, about that. You, man. you went on it. I mean, you were going. I'm a great. big Mel Brooks guy. I always have. My dad's the one who introduced me to Mel Brooks. Yeah, he's like I said. He's he's a, he's a good one. He's the one that's he's a comedic genius. 
to what you and I both think. Uh, a lot of people are not going to like it because he they think he's, oh, you're going to be too racist. That's where the fun he is. And you know what? Eric said something earlier that made a lot of sense to me. And I think about it, and I can understand why he ranked uh, Spaceballs very high. For me, I would rate Blading's Saddles that high because that's the movie I saw with my father. And that movie was freaking hilarious. And it's those kind of moments that you spend with your dad or your family, whatever. It's like I talked about with you the other day. I remember seeing Top Secret for the first time with your dad and you, and I couldn't stop laughing. And it's another movie I'll never forget because of watching it with your dad and you guys. So, yeah, those make movies even more memorable. Yeah. Same here. Like, the first time I watched Spaceballs was with my pop also. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the first time I watched it. I was laughing the entire night. It's, my rage is probably the same as Eric's. But being as a critic, whatever, and mm-hmm. how I am, I'm, I won't go 9.5. I'm just going to say 8. Okay. 8.5, excuse me. 8.5. I want to say a 9, perfect 10, but you can't do that. But Because it does have its flaws in some areas. Of course, and it is going to. But you don't, you don't take your eyes off the film. You can sit there and watch it. And like Eric says, you sit there and watch it, and then you can start doing things, and you can still hear it in the background, and you'll still start quoting the same shit. It's a very quotable movie. It's something that sticks with you for God. Did you rewatch it again before we did the show? Oh, yeah. Okay, see, I didn't get a chance to. Yeah, I still remember half the shit. <laughs> I remember 90% of the movie and everything you said, even what you were talking about right now. That's how much this movie oh. sticks with you. When you were talking about, in, uh, now I remember when, uh, when I was trying to restart it. When you said influences everything, like uh-huh. you said, it influenced people today. Uh, Tesla, mm-hmm. the Boring Company for selling the flamethrowers. See, and I'm not even talking about business. I'm just talking about comedians and stuff. You're talking about how it's affected the world. It's like it's a cult, pop culture cult classic. That's something Mel Brooks can go go home and go when he passes away. But when he's going to go from this earth, he can sit back. You know, I've influenced the world in more ways than one. I've made people laugh. I've made people change business things. And they, what else do you want? I and, couldn't ask for anything else. And the sun prepares us for zombies. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. You would think his son would fall in his footsteps, but his son is more of a zombie person. Did you know what's funny, though? His, it was his son or it was grandson that posted a picture outside of his window saying, I can't go see my grandpa because of COVID or some shit. Or what it was. It was, it was freaking hilarious. I started, because it was on Twitter, and I started laughing. So that's freaking funny. Just tells you how old Mel Brooks is. Fucking old. <laughs> yeah, he's old. He's, he's, I uh, couldn't tell you how old he is. I know he's, up, I think he's in his 90s. Yeah. Mel, Gro- Mel Brooks always had ways of getting the, some of the comedians people would look at like that guy's not really that funny but yes he is Dom DeLuise oh yeah come on dude he was the freaking godfather in Robin Hood Men in Tights <laughs> there, it, <laughs> he got no tongue <laughs> it's funny I went through a lot of the actors in this movie uh-huh. in, in Spaceballs and there's a lot of them that passed away already that were in this movie but they left their mark yeah Spaceballs was Jesus 1987 you don't stop to really think about how long ago that was but that's what, 33 years? Yeah. That's crazy. That's a long time ago. And you can still watch it. As much as all these millennials are and everything, I bet you if you watch it, you're going to sit there and try to make offense of it, but then you're going to be laughing because you know it's true. I, I, <laughs> people just don't know, man. Uh, that's all I have to say. Well, like I said, that's the show. Now... Here's one question for you. No, go ahead. If you could get your hands on it, I bet you, you probably would. If you could get your hands on Spaceballs, the movie poster, 
I honestly, for me, I would put it in the frame, but I would only take it out if I had the opportunity to meet Mel Brooks and, and sign it for me. To me, Mel Brooks is on the level, for me, as Stan Lee is to everybody else in comics. That's how much Mel Brooks means to me. I would cherish that moment if I could get my hands on that poster. You probably can. You can probably find one already signed. <laughs> That'd be he is 93 years old. I knew he was in the 90s. 93 years young. And honestly, I think he still wants to do a movie. But I don't know if he can. (laughs) (laughs) And here's more respect for Mel Brooks. It was a corporal in the 11th or 4th Engineer Combat Battalion, 78th Infantry Division, defusing landmines at the Allies' advance of the Nazi Germany at the end of the World War in Europe. So he was in WW2. So even more respect. Well, I did not know that. I didn't know he was in the military. I had no idea. As much as I'm a big military nerd, I did not know that. So that makes me even more like, wow. And he was Jewish. Mm-hmm. 13 Academy of Nomination Awards, Academy Awards, one win. One BAFTA Award, no wins. 14 Emmy nominations, four wins. Four nominations for Drama Desk, three wins. Six Golden Globe nominations, no wins. Nine Grammy Awards nominations, three wins. Once Lawrence Olivier nomination, he won. Three Tonys, and three Tonys he won. Six-time nominated for WGA Awards, won twice. He's won, he was nominated for 60 different awards, he's won 27 of them. Wow. I don't see how he got the Lifetime Achievement Award in Comedy. He got the Laura Award for Screenwriting. He got the Honorary Award from the Earth Lipschmidt Award. He got the Kennedy Center Award, the Hollywood Walk of Fame, American Film Institute Lifetime Achievement Award, the British Film Institute Fellowship, National Medal of Arts, and the BAFTA Award. So, yeah. Don't be telling me Mel Brooks ain't the man. You people are stupid if you think Mel Brooks ain't the man. And he took steps. He took bold steps that no one would have done back in the day. Yeah. And it's funny is that you mentioned not only movies. He did it in Broadway. Yeah, the man was freaking talented. He did. He the broad. If you watch a Broadway show that he done, uh huh. The producers. Oh yeah, that <laughs> movie is hilarious, and that's bringing in Hitler, and that is like funny the way he did it. <laughs> it's so offensive. You're like, <laughs> what? Does that make you think about Jojo Rabbit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I guarantee you, if you go back and ask the, you know what, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna see if I can. Hunt. I doubt we can, but I'm gonna hunt down somebody close enough to that movie who the producer or whatever it was, and I'm going to ask. I want to know. I'm gonna, Maybe if I tweet it out, maybe I'll ask. I'll hunt him down. I'll send a message or whatever. Maybe I'll you what it, if he was influenced by, if he was influenced by Mel Brooks. That was, yeah. I would ask Tiki. Would you? Tiger with Tiki. You think he was, you think he was I influenced? I think he was. I think so too. That's cool. <laughs> well, there you go, guys. I'm telling you, man. We here at Critical Thinking Pod- Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> I'm now Boston here. I'm sitting by the water drinking a Schlitz, <laughs> drinking a Sam Adams. Uh, <laughs> we're here to let you know that we are Mel Brooks fans, and we do love Spaceballs. Uh, there are a lot of movies that maybe people don't really like and don't consider them cult classics, but they are. A lot of movies don't go out to the theater and make shit ton of money, but after they're out, they hit the DVDs, and then all of a sudden, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. They're like the greatest things you've ever seen. Yeah. And if you notice, almost every single retro we've done has some type of cult classic. And it's funny because we actually like the fucking movies. And just, we're not the one. We have no... Rick and myself are not 
Siskel and Hebert, Robert, all those guys. We don't have the, the juice to say this is a cult classic. Oh, no, not by all means. This is you, the American people, and the, and the critics. So it just so happens to be. I guess we got good fucking taste. Yes, we do. <laughs> we pick good classic movies. So maybe you should listen to us when we tell you, don't go see that movie at the theater because it's shit. <laughs> yeah, like I said, you know, in all honesty, he's not with us anymore. If Sean would have been here, he'd probably like this movie as well. Yeah, Sean is a millennial. I think he would really would enjoy it. I think he has that sense of humor for being a young man. He has our kind of sense of humor. Uh, I think he would have enjoyed it a lot. Uh, again, as you know, Sean off, he's doing his thing. John went off and got married. We wish him the best of luck and Godspeed to him and everything he's doing. Uh, maybe one day we'll have him back on the show. Maybe. And then, by all means, uh, our original person, Kyle, Spaceballs is also one of his favorite movies. Yeah, Kyle would have probably been a great guy to have on this show because he probably could have did a bunch of the fucking voices with me and we'd have had a blast. It would have been fucking nuts. Uh, but, yeah, he has our sense of humor, too. Again, our age differences are kind of close to each other, uh, fluctuates up and down. But, you know, comedy's comedy. Good comedy is good comedy. And that's that's... That's the end of it. Abbott and Costello, Lauren Hardy, the three three Stooges, just fucking great comedy. Come on, think about it, man. Groucho Marx and all those guys back in the day. I mean, it was gags, yeah. and and, and you, that was comedy, and they were good. Can you imagine those guys now? Writers and shit for them. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, there's no poop comedy. That's for damn sure. Yeah. It's actually legit comedy. You know, I I got up in the morning. I shot up an elephant in my pajamas. What he was doing in my pajamas, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying shit like that. <laughs> but anyway, guys, I'm rambling because I really did. I'm, as you can see, I've I've gained more respect for Mr. Mel Brooks. I did not know he was a military man uh, and everything else. But I really do love Spaceballs, and maybe down the road we'll do uh, Blazing Saddles because I love that movie and that's a classic to me and my father. Uh, <laughs> or maybe we'll do one of his others. Shit. But uh, boy, here, Mig One, and I'm Rick Rizzo. We out. Well, you know what, guys? That's a hell of a show. If you really like Critical Thinking Podcast, then you need to make sure you follow everybody that's involved with this. So I'm going to give you a quick heads up on who our lovable sponsors are. We are brought to you by Tanks Paintball. Tanks Paintball, where you can go down there and shoot Sean in the ass any freaking time you want to, and he can't do nothing but cry like a little bitch. Tanks Paintball, where you can shoot everyone in the ass, and it's perfectly legal out on Southwest Freeway, Richmond, Texas. And now, and now, our new, new Big time sponsor, put your hands together for the black man out of Atlanta, Georgia. The True Showtime. The True Showtime. That's right. He is now sponsoring us. Can you believe that shit? By the way, that's our sponsors. And if you really love listening to us, you can catch us everywhere. You can catch us on our radio stations, Beyond the Dawn Radio. You can catch us on WBLZ Media slash Iconic Radio. You can catch us on Podbean iTunes, Stitcher, and Anchor. We're everywhere, peeps. So I'm the Majesticus. I'm Rick. We out. Thank you for joining us. Thinking shit through one podcast at a time. (laughs) 